You can now hear Movie Heaven, Movie Hell on Stitcher. Stitcher is radio on demand. Listen anytime, anywhere. Stitcher is an award-winning free app that lets you listen to all your favorite shows, plus discover from 20,000 news, entertainment, and sports shows. You can also create your own custom playlists. Stitcher is available on iOS, Android, Nook, iPad, and in over 4 million car dashboards. You can stream your favorite podcasts from Stitcher. Don't have Stitcher? Download it free today at stitcher.com or in the App Store. And please, leave us a review and rating on Stitcher. Thank you. Welcome to Movie Heaven, Movie Hell with me, Simon Aiken, and... And I'm Keith Isles, and we are both independent filmmakers who enjoy discussing movies, TV shows, and related media. And for this bonus episode, um, we are really happy to welcome back a regular guest now, um, producer and Star Trek fan, Pete Mealy. So welcome back again, Pete. Thanks so much, Simon and Keith. I uh, I love being here. <laughs> Let me ask you how's the uh, how's the weather over in New York? Uh, it is uh, uh, suffering from climate change, for sure. We're alternating. I, I'm sorry, I don't know Celsius, but we're alternating between seventy degrees and thirty degrees uh, on a weekly basis. So it's oh, it's kind of crazy. Yeah, we we this the same here. I mean, last week we were basking in spring sunshine. Today we're yeah. covered in snow. Yeah, I mean, as as we record this now in London at the moment, it is snowing pretty heavy, and uh, yeah, so um, yeah, interesting, mm-hmm. interesting. But uh, there you go. Um, but talking of uh, of change, <laughs> um, it, it, you know, we we we've, we've already had. Uh, you on a number of times where we've talked about um star trek discovery uh we, you know we had we had an episode for the beginning of the season we had an episode for the mid season we had an episode about the mirror universe and now you know it seemed only right that we have a uh, an episode to talk about the the end of the season the season finale uh where it might be going how we feel about it etc etc so for anyone who hasn't seen star trek discovery this is your spoiler warning right here because we are going to be digging into this um it wrapped up a, a couple of weeks ago now so we've had a little bit of time to uh to actually um you know digest it and uh and and think about it and uh yeah have have thought about it quite a bit actually so um but uh so we we've got a lot to lot to dig into a whole uh, mycelial network of uh worms that we're about to open up or spores should i say um and uh yeah so w- w- what what are your thoughts guys overall overall i know that i have been enthusiastic about discovery from the jump uh and and loving it and uh the last two episodes uh i i did not love uh did not enjoy and it i know that 
like I guess it started when we jumped into the mirror universe and <laughs> and I know that I said when we did those episodes that 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 I was I was willing to give the writers the benefit of the doubt and and hold on and see where they were going um and and I'm still trying to give them the benefit of the doubt but they've wrapped up their first season and I don't know how well they wrapped it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have. To, I must yep. agree. Um, they they've seemed to wrap this up really quickly. It's kind of like um, that. It is too neat an ending. Um, you know, so the the Klingon war is now finished. You know, and they yeah yeah, and and it's kind of like and and they come, they go back to Earth, and you get the feeling like. This has had no effect on the Federation and Starfleet, even though they were on the verge of, you know, being annihilated. And right. You don't get the sense of that. I mean, at the end, they're handing out medals and, you know, we're off to get our new captain. And yep. But it doesn't make any sense, like, how that could be. And and mm. I, I I'm so worried about continuity now. Uh, uh, don't worry that's one of the topics we'll delve deep into i'm sure (laughs) okay because i just feel like all the continuity is just sort of uh, they've got all these frayed edges yeah and and i'm going where are they going to tie those up are they just really going to leave them like or is that is that how we're playing this game because i don't understand it i i don't get it and and so I want to believe that the writers have have this great plan and arc and and that it's going to get tied up and it's going to be a great story. But I don't see it yet. And I really would think that the end of your first season is is a place to to show that. And they did not show that to me. Yeah. No. I mean. I mean. I, I think this is this is going to be a podcast then where we're not going to have a lot of sort of. Um, disagreement on this because um i have to say from my point of view as well um as you know i was really loving it and um but i did feel like the the return back to the prime universe after their little jaunt in in the mirror universe um you know i i feel that the ending was was wrapped up a little bit too quickly and a bit too neat and i almost feel like that last episode could have done with being a you know a feature length episode um because it you know it 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 did all feel a bit rushed and it's interesting we've had these sort of arcs going through this this season through this series and um uh I almost, you know, we got 15 episodes where originally, you know, there was talk that there was only going to be 13. And, um, you, you know, obviously the first two episodes were kind of, a, you know, setting the scene um, and, uh, you know, a little bit of a sort of backstory for, for, for Burnham, you know, prior to, to encountering and joining Discovery. And... Um, yeah, it's 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 the, the end did. Uh, yeah, it it it, it, <laughs> it was it, it felt kind of frustrating uh, towards the end, and and you know, you know I've I've heard I've heard a lot of 
people's thoughts and and I think a lot of people are somewhat disappointed with how it ended mm. um and obviously yes we have got a, a, a second season um coming and I, I you know I think I think because of the development of the show and the pre-production of the show and if you like the showrunners changing um you, you know I haven't I haven't heard enough about exactly what happened there I mean I hope you know, if this comes out on Blu-ray or something, we might get some commentaries and some, you know, behind the scenes and some things that might sort of dig into it a bit more. But um, from what I understand, you know, that they they always started with, or, or I've heard that, that where it ends was was where they always intended it to end, and they kind of reverse engineered it backwards. But uh, it would be interesting to have known where sort of. In the in the writing and the development process, where Fuller and Mayer kind of left, and um, where uh, you know um, Kurtzman and Goldsman, uh, you know, and Eberts and Berg and whatever sort of took took over, and it's yeah, it, it, it's it, it does feel like yeah, you know. Anyway, sorry, <laughs> I, I'm I'm rambling. No, you're making perfect sense with I think how I feel as well. The I don't understand. Uh, I don't understand how the the two factions uh, merged into this storyline, and I don't. I don't know who won, right, or who got their points across, because it is not clear. Uh, what is clear is that there is this mess, and so I can't tell if. The current faction, right? The current showrunners are getting their way with the story to the detriment of Fuller's story. Or I can't tell if Fuller's story is overshadowing what the current showrunners are trying to do. And and so it, it what's what's left is this sort of weird middle ground that that I think there's interesting stuff there, um, but. But stuff that's really interesting and being brought to the front is then not being closed out. It's just being ignored, and it's it's it feels weird. Hmm. I I feel that if they had ended the series when they had come back from the mirror universe to find out that you know that the Federation was in such dire straits that you would be like, wow, I can't wait for the next series because yeah, you know, that's a hell of a jumping off point, you know. As most Star Trek um, series ended with a cliffhanger, you know, and we'd had to wait, you know, to, to the next series for, to find out what happens. I mean, think of when uh, the end of Mr. Se- Wolf well, Fire. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. The end of series three of Next Generation, you know. Yeah. We yeah, had no, yeah. you know, we had to wait to find out what happened to, you know, Picard and Lucusis of Borg and. Yeah. Yeah, and so that would have been because it would have left us on a high because uh, that episode of the with the mirror universe that was a gr- you know it was a, a lot of fun. Uh, it was good to see sort of returning characters who had been you know killed off in the prime universe come back, and you know you've had this really great high. They got back, but oh no, they've come back too late. You know they've they've been gone months, and so. The Federation are in, in dire straits and 
you would have, you know, you just would have couldn't wait to find out what happens next. But then they just kind of rushed it with those two episodes. Yeah, it almost felt like there was some course correcting going on as well, um, creatively, you know, but uh, I I don't know. It's definitely, you know, I think what it suffers from, um, you know, there's loads of good points about all of this, but I think what it suffers from um, were some sort of rushed plot points and story points. And I think you can see, you know, that somewhere there it moved from, you know, one set of showrunners to to another set, um, you, you know, even though there's loads of creatives involved in this, clearly. Um, but also, it, it's it's the business thing as well. Like, um, you know, I, I, I've, I've heard things, again, don't know how true some of these sources are, but I've heard about, um, you know, the subscription models that were used for this, um, you, you know, there were problems and apparently you know on one hand the show was a great success but on on the other hand um you, you know some of the, some of the drop off that some of the um subscri- subscription platforms and what ha- whatever had uh were disappointing you know they don't know whether they're going to have the the same amount of budget per episode available for the second season that they had for this season um, and, you know, I've heard things about trying to win back some of the fans that they've lost. And, you know, you think, oh, dear, does that mean we're going to sort of move into fan service mode for fan service mode's sake? Um, <laughs> you, you know, which 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 isn't necessarily a good thing as well. Well, so, that, that, you know, ex- that like, explains the actual ending then, doesn't it? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> well, the ending's kind of worrying. Um, yes. Yeah. Um, y- y- you know. <laughs> so uh, we 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 can we can we can certainly get into that. Yes. Um, so, but, have you guys uh, heard yeah. any of the fan theories of uh, what's going to happen in season two it's concerning the where the ending leaves us? No, I haven't. Okay. Well, th- th- I mean, th- this whole show. Let's just just before we go into that, you, let's dwell on what you said there about fan theories, mm-hmm. okay? Because yeah. something that this this whole show has has kind of, I don't know whether suffered from is is the correct term or what, but um, my my experience of this show compared to anything else, Star Trek, which you know has obviously been around for my entire life and even beforehand, um, it, you know it's it, it's it's been very diff- different in so much as um. There's been, you know, we've had a lot of this, there's this whole social media side to this now, you know, we've got a show like After Trek, Um, you know, I've listened to a few podcasts, Christ, look, we're doing our own podcast, right? So, and, and, you know, this was stuff that, that back in the days of um, even Enterprise, uh, you, you know, that, that sort of scrutiny wasn't around like it is nowadays and um you know you know i often wonder whether if i'd done what i do with most movies and in fact most things that i watch and just like ignored all the trailers all the reviews all the discussion and just watched the show whether it would have been a, a different experience because obviously there was the whole ash tyler stroke voke 
um, y- you know, theory that was going on, a fan theory that, okay, turned out to be correct. There was the whole mirror Lorca, mirror universe theory, which, which you know, turned out to be correct. You know, that's, 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 there has been a lot of discussion. And Simon, on one of the... Um, one of the podcasts where we talked about this, you said, and I think this is quite interesting. Obviously, we've 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 been watching this. I've been tuning in, you know, uh, week week to week, watching it, you know, and really looking forward to the next episode and visiting it each week, as opposed to some of the other shows that we've had on Netflix, where they've all been available in one go, and you can literally do it as a binge watch. So it, it, you know, the whole thing has been a very different experience, and 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 I don't know what what do you guys feel about all of that? Feel about fan theories and your experience of how you've got to watch Star Trek this time round? Well, I mean, the thing is, there's always been what's been referred to as the water cooler, but the the water cooler now is the internet. So these <laughs> yes. things are more readily available. Uh, the fact that we that most people kind of guessed what was going to happen. Uh, you know, that happens with, with the show, with, with shows. I mean, it is hard to surprise people now because we are more media savvy than ever before. You know, there's a lot of stuff that you can watch. I mean, think about it. Back when Next Generation was out, you know, um, we only had VHS. So you you didn't have this access to so much material uh, like we do now, like, you know, watching films on Netflix. You can watch more or less anything you want to watch. You know, you can find it on one of the platforms or, you know, just go down the shop and buy it. Um, so I think people are a lot more savvier. Um, I think the the writers... Well, they, you know, they try to do something different. And, but it's, as I say, it's tough to be totally surprising. You know, uh, we, all three of us, you know, we work in the industry. So we have read a lot of scripts and we've seen a lot of films. So our ability to maybe second guess what was going to happen is a lot higher than say other people were. Um, so I, I don't know. I don't know if it's a, I don't think it was that bad a thing that we were able to call it beforehand. You know, that's just speculation. Um, yeah. You know, I, 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 though, I just want to say, I don't think, you know, we, last time we spoke, we were talking about them listening to the fans and maybe doing course corrections. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that in the long run kind of happened just because when you watch them all back to back, they kind of, they, they do look like they are sort of, you know, meshing together. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'd be interested to know actually how much of this was, was, was writ already written, mm-hmm. um, you, you know, and how much of the, the, the arcs, you know the mini arcs and the main arc was was already planned out because um uh one of the things i've done since it finished was i have gone back and watched them all from the start again and it's really it's really interesting to watch uh particularly jason isaacs's lorca um it's it's very interesting to watch him and and look at his motivations 
you know, knowing who he is and where he ends up as opposed to the first time that you're watching it where you're just kind of going with it and you don't know whether he's just this, you know, this Starfleet captain who, um, uh, you, you know, is, is slightly more complex than we've seen before and, and, and you know, doesn't necessarily, you know, you know, go by the rules so much and, and, and you know, that. And, and some people, I know people who are disappointed that he turned out to be his mirror version because, um, you know, they were dealing with the whole um, uh, PTSD um, thing with his character. And of course, you know, that there, there are a number of things in this that, that, that uh, be, because of certain reveals and certain twists, um, you know, some of that became the issue that if you like the, the 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 real life issue became less so because of the twist they had in in the drama i've heard people also say that about the um the you know the the the, the torture of um ash tyler and uh, you, you know the, the 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 changing to vulcan or this sort of thing but uh yeah it's 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 uh it certainly caused for a lot of discussion um, I mean, what about you, Pete? What's what's your thoughts on uh, how you've experienced this compared to other Trek? Well, so in in general, I think uh, you know, like you said, there there was the water cooler aspect, right? It's just that when we were watching Next Generation, my water cooler was me and my best friend George, right? <laughs> and that's 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 who I could talk about it with. Um, now it's me and every podcast I want to listen to and my best friend, George Dell. But, um, <laughs> the, the difference also is that with next generation, the, the storytelling of the time, even, you know, this didn't change. I feel like through to enterprise season three, um, the storytelling TV storytelling then was, was episodic. It wasn't an anthology, right? Uh, I don't feel like I'm using that word correctly, but whatever. Um, you know, like you, you couldn't guess what was going to happen at the next week on Next Generation because very rarely was the story even tied to it. Yeah. You know, except for like you said, that season three summer where we just kept talking about what's going to happen. Um, now, uh, you know, a plot point from episode one is going to come back in episode five, which means that there is this opportunity to discuss it, which means that there is going to be an opportunity to uh, 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 guess ahead. Um, I know some people don't like it and some people try to stay away from it. I, I don't know that it affects me that much. I can still go for the ride. You know, I hadn't heard the the mirror universe theory, I think, until you mentioned it on a podcast here that I did with you. And I remember thinking like, oh, gosh, I hope not. Um, <laughs> and I think that's exactly how I said it on yeah. the show. But uh, when it came to pass, it didn't it didn't ruin anything for me. I I did just I had the same reaction. So. I'm okay with it. I'm okay with talking. I'm okay with guessing. I do agree. I think we sort of hinted at it that that a show that is going to try to course correct for for audience interaction and and audience theory is going to fall down that fan service rabbit hole real quickly and and just lose sight of the story that it was supposed to tell. 
or that its writers wanted it to tell. And so I am very much against that. I think that artists uh, need to be able to create their stories and tell their stories, uh, but fans need to be able to ingest them and discuss them. Uh, And the two very rarely should intersect. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, well, they they do kind of pull against one another because, you know, you've got... You've got sort of a paradigm of you've got creativity going on in one area, but then you've got like this this whole, you know, fan service and pandering to fans in another. And then you've got like the whole sort of social justice warrior (laughs) side of things going on with everything nowadays, because everything is put under that, um, you know, um, microscope you know, with every decision um, now, and 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 you know those, those sort of things. You know, it, it's a very odd relationship because 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 all of those. Well, you're never going to please everyone, and um, you know, I kind of like the fact that um, you know, even though we've we've had sort of different showrunners and different creatives on this, um, you, you know, that they they've sort of had their plan and and and, and told their story. Um, but you know, whereas whereas traditionally, not only have we had sort of you know planet of the week or problem of the week or monster of the week, you know, with the whole episodic thing, um, but we we've also had you know twenty six episodes a season um, to you know try and develop those characters and those sort of things. Whereas with this, you know, being um, you know a thirteen episode uh you, you know anthology arc or what whatever you want to call it um you, you know things have happened a lot quicker and and sometimes that's been that's good i mean that 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 keeps you on the edge of, of your seat and entertained and all this sort of thing but sometimes certain character you know motivations or change you think what well, my god that happened quickly you know relationships formed really quickly and uh you, you know people changed really quickly and um you, you know you know that's just probably more sort of down to the uh the the, the structure of the 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 series and 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 you know rather than sort of any outside influ- influence i guess but um you know, who knows where it's going to go from here? That's the question. <laughs> well, yes. Well, let's let's talk about that because it, you know, it it left us in a you know, a, a, as you say, sort of pandering to the fans with the uh, reveal of the uh, USS Enterprise, and there seems to be a problem. And it, and it was. Yeah, it was a bit of a reset as well, wasn't it? I mean, even before the Enterprise thing, the 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 wrapping up of the the the, the Klingon War, mm-hmm. um, you, you know, once we got out of the mirror universe and and that little arc that they had, um, you, you know, okay, I know the war had been still going on for nine months, and you know, they they sort of jumped over that um, when when they came back, uh, but you know, it did sort of there was there were some odd things like i the whole sort of having mira giorgio uh you know be be seen by everyone as oh no this this is this is philippa giorgio who was who who didn't die and you know she was she was uh captured by klingons all along and we rescued her and you, you know trying to sort of make people outside the 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 the, the few that knew um 
buy that. I was I was thinking mm, that that that's kind of a big buy, yes. <laughs> particularly the way she was acting <laughs> with everyone on the bridge. <laughs> yes. And you're like you're like those other bridge officers are not idiots, guys. <laughs> they they totally know what's happened here. Um, and, and then the whole sort of. Starfleet is is willing to sort of work with her to commit genocide against the Klingons, um, y- y- you know, to t- to win this war. And mm, I, yeah, yeah. And then it was sort of wrapped up in forty five minutes. I, I kind of, I, mm. I don't know. What what am I am I being too geeky? No. <laughs> no I, I, the only thing I would add is that they threw in an odd sex scene and a drug scene just for. <laughs> giggles um oh and a gambling scene right yeah so they hit some strange vices and 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 a fan easter egg by having clint howard appear Mm. (laughs) although i you know they really yeah they should have had him drinking tranya but um (laughs) it, it was like i just remember i watched this episode twice because i was going how does this line up how (laughs) why did they make these choices and i can't figure it out it like i don't understand the storytelling choices behind all these scenes i don't really understand the storytelling choice behind how they wrapped up the klingon war and then just sort of dropped it uh and and decided not to deal with any of those aftermaths um and then to bring in a curveball like the Enterprise at the end just just made me think, oh, no, they're really just going to drop everything. Yeah, I, I hate to sound you know like an old person, but I was like, is this, is this like the MTV generation? And, you know, okay, that 30 seconds is done. Now let's switch tracks again. And, mm-hmm. and the, the pace of the show up to the, that point in the series had, had been so totally different. Um, you know, I felt like we were in it for the long haul through 14 episodes. And then in one episode, 10 different things happened. And now we're off on a cliffhanger Mm. and, and it just feels weird. Yeah. I, I mean, I've watched it twice as well. And I felt that it was kind of all in service of uh, Michael Berman, just to sort of, you know, show that she you know this is this is a person who at the beginning you know mutinied against the captain mutinied against the uh ideals of the federation so when it the tables were kind of turned when the federation was following a line of action that at the beginning of this series she would have gone through with and agreed with she sort of turned around and said well wait a minute guys this isn't Starfleet. And I felt that's what it was sort of in need of. I mean, the gamble. That's gamb- a great call out. Yeah. I yeah. mean, the, the whole gambling scene was there so that she could have that conversation with um, Ash Tyler afterwards about uh, the murder of her parents. It, it just all mm. seemed to be, you know, so she's sort of, you know, so with the uh, Mirror Universe Emperor. Uh, getting over the death of her captain and then, you know, coming up with a another way of, you know, 
dealing with the Klingons to finish it. Uh, but of course, continuity-wise, you know, there's there's no mention of the neutral zone. There's no mention about any kind of treaty. And so, yeah. you know, you still got that. And then, of course, we get a medal service at the end, so everybody can feel good and nice. And you know, hey, we're not copying Star Wars. she gets to do her little speech where she almost says where uh no one has gone before yeah i noticed they left that bit out and then uh they leave it open so that they can bring fan favorites into the show and what i was hinting at before about the fan theories is that their new captain is going to be an original trek character uh, you yes. see this this is yeah yeah th- this this is this is what i um well i said way back and in, in the earlier show this is this is what i'm worried about is you know we they seem to have this thing to go to keep going back um you, you know they 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 went back with enterprise only of course you know they went back a hundred years prior with that which wasn't you know which was fine um they went back with the with the reboot movies, you know, but we we, we obviously saw a, an origin story for for Kirk and Co. Just you know, in a, in a different timeline, and you know they've gone back to before with this, and you know I've only just got used to the fact that Sarek and and Amanda and 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 Harry Mudd, you know, kind of uh, cropped up in this, and y- y- you know the fact that we're likely to have. Pike, possibly Spock, and um, you know number one, maybe uh, you know, and and, and those characters. Um, yeah, uh, I'm I'm slightly I'm slightly concerned about that from the point of view. Um, you know, we we we've had we've had new actors, you know, coming in and and playing younger versions of of those characters once. You know, with with the. Uh, 2009 reboot film which which you know they handled really well um but you know do we really want to see that again um you know personally uh even though you know it's a lovely shot at the end of the enterprise and whatever um i I just wish discovery would go off and do its own things and not cross over with you know <laughs> what we've already seen um so much i mean that's just me personally i just wish it would go off and and be its own thing you know the federation space is big enough that we don't have to be tripping over ships and characters from from the other shows every every 5 minutes but you know that that that's just me i'm i'm just very concerned about that um personally yeah well it's a model we live in now the studios like familiarity they don't like taking risks they want to know that people know who the characters are the uh, iconology you know the they're just not willing to do new stuff they just love to recycle old stuff because yeah audiences know it we don't it's there's no risk involved and yeah. so, you, you know, you're saying possibly Spock. No, definitely Spock. You you know, 
because well you see you see that 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 there right away this is nerdy but that that there gives a big problem all right because at the moment um sarek is 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 on the uh, discovery right and in journey to babel it's made apparently clear that sarek and spock have not seen and spoken to one another in 18 years okay well this falls within that so Y- yeah. y- you know that 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 already is 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 um well y- you know it depends whether how they handle it i guess it, but, it brings me uh, to my know. next point this is a reboot it is it, this this is clearly a reboot i mean from the the fact that the way the ships look uh the uniforms look um i know that well it's a visual reboot isn't it well is, no, it, is it a canon reboot i think it's a canon reboot as well uh the, the theories about who the new captain's going to be, there's two. One is, it's Spock. And Not a fan. Which doesn't yeah. make sense. Okay. Or it's a Lieutenant Kirk. And, Which again, doesn't make sense. Yeah. And <laughs> of course, the, the theory is that they will captain the ship for a few episodes and then something will happen where they have to go back. So either, if it's in the case of Spock, uh, he does something to get demoted, or uh, in the case of Kirk, something happens to Pike and he has to go back. That's that's the theories I've heard. Um, The thing is, they've done this and they've done it very well in the movies. So, you know, it it kind of it's this this I find kind of annoying that they insist that this is in the prime timeline and in continuity. You know, they do insist that even though, you know, it's obviously a visual reboot, um, very much so, which we which, you know, right from the look of the Klingons to the ships, to the uniforms, to everything else, which fair enough, you know, they're making this television for a. Uh, you know, 2017, 18 audience. So, um, you know, but, you know, Kurtzman, who's obviously involved in this, um, you know, those guys with with JJ and whatever did it really well in that film by, you know, by having Spock in it and having the alternate timeline and, 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 you know, that as well as freeing them up to tell new stories um, without having to worry about the continuity of that, it also brought a little bit of sense to the the, the fact that things were different and things looked different and, and all this sort of thing. Whereas, yeah, now they're going to... I mean, I, I... Oh, dear. I think, you know, bringing... Bringing Spock into this, and 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 even Pike to a certain extent, but you know, for me, that's 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 worrying, worrying. I have to say, for me, but you know, I'm just I'm just sad. <laughs> the only person that I feel like you could get away with doing, and that I'd be personally interested in seeing, is if you did take number one, uh, right from. The, the menagerie, yeah, the cage, or the menagerie, uh, yeah. Depending, I was trying to get the right one, but uh, <laughs> I missed. It is, it's the menagerie, um, and uh, y- y- you know, then y- I can see a continuity where that ties up from right. Well, she was the first officer in this, and then she went away, uh, and here's why she went away. She and tell her story. Uh, I think that's interesting. Mm. 
I think that that's a place where you could tell a new story without uh, th- that incorporates the past, but but builds on it and doesn't get in its way, uh, doesn't cover the same territory. I also think it's very, very strange that they just spent 16 episodes and millions of dollars to introduce a new storyline to everyone. And, and and by and large, we're successful with that. And now they're throwing that away to go retread ground that has been tread upon countless times. Hmm. Yeah. That, that, I mean, that's that's my that's my uh, that's my issue with it. I mean, obviously, when it got to towards the end of this season, it it's, uh, it made sense to me then why they weren't having this in the the Kelvin timeline because essentially what what happens with the sort of you know the the, the Klingon war and stuff stuff sort of um is similar to what Admiral Marcus in Into Darkness was 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 going for you know so it was it was sort of ended up covering sort of similar ground there which which is like okay from a storytelling point of view that they're, they're going to write themselves into a corner with that but um you, you, you know to 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 wrap that you, you know i mean how do we feel about the whole um Lorel, isn't it the Klingon uh in this and and you know she's kind of essentially holding the iPad that's that, that's controlling the uh the 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 the, the, the bomb at the uh in in the in the middle of uh Kronos or whatever that that you know in and, and the and therefore sort of controlling the empire i mean again you, you know that that to me seems sort of very, very rushed and very convenient. And I, I'm, you know, I, I'm still not satisfied that they they tied that story up properly enough to start to, to be sort of happy about them going on and telling a new story now with with you know familiar characters. I, I would kind of wish that they they just carry on with the story with these characters and and. Um, you, you know, <laughs> and maybe delve into it a bit more than the sort of fifteen minutes of, uh, you know, award ceremonies, and it's all good again. And oh, by the way, we can't use the uh, spore drive anymore because you know yeah. Starfleet need to find a compatible thing, which is why the uh, you, you know why Voyager couldn't jump back to the uh, the Alpha Quadrant, you know, <laughs> and, and stuff like that. You know, I'm kind of. I said to someone the other day, um, I. I it, it, I'm really divided on this because it, it kind of both irritates me and intrigues me at the same time, this show. I mean, that's how I felt at the end there when we when we saw the Enterprise and I like the fact they, they ended on the original, you know, Star Trek music and stuff. But I, I didn't feel completely satisfied. I felt irritated by loads of things, but also really intrigued and wanting to see more. So... It, it, it's really I just I do feel very torn. I feel like um, you know, I'm 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 the prime and the mirror all in one with me at the moment. It's 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 tricky, you know. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I think in CBS's eyes, I think it didn't do as well as they hoped. I mean, they were banking a whole subscription service on this, and as you said, people have dropped out of it. And it, it's that weird thing where they put all their eggs into one basket and you, they you get the feeling the Enterprise turning up at the end it was kind of like, hey folks, 
tune in next time because we've got you know people that you recognize in it and, and you know like you i feel that's a real shame because i'm starting to like these characters i was actually starting to like saru and i thought yeah. you know he would make he, he was doing so well as captain i mean at the beginning at the beginning when he um when he was left in command and he was doing that whole uh sort of program to sort of assess how he was doing yeah. You know, at the time I thought, oh, this is really on the nose. Ugh. Yeah, especially as all the captains they listed were ones that we knew. And I thought, oh, they could have had a couple of other captains we might not have heard of there in the list. You know what I mean? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you've got, you got to have your fan service in it because that's, that's what they're dealing with. But, um, you know, he, he's grown as a captain and just sort of seeing him being knocked back. I mean, for everything he's done... Yeah, oh, Everything I agree. I, I was done. like, why is he not the captain? Yeah, why is he not the captain? You know. Yeah. No, I mean, he, he's grown immensely. I mean, I, I really, you know, Doug Jones and and the character um, of Saru, I, 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 I've really enjoyed that character during the season. The the only one criticism I would I would make about it or uh, about him as the character mm-hmm. is the whole threat ganglia thing seems to only work when it's convenient for the plot and then the rest is like sort of spider-man's spidey sense it only sort of works when they want it to yeah. <laughs> um because there were loads of times it should have been going off big time and it didn't so um but 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 other than that i mean i think the uh you, you know it, it's always nice to get new um alien characters that 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 we're not so familiar with that you know that we haven't mm. seen before and um you, you know they they were developing his character oh i mean i don't know about you guys on the subject of the kelpians um that whole thing in the mirror universe with the fact that they had to eat kelpian oh, <laughs> was like yeah. i was yeah. like oh my god i was you know you know that made me laugh because i thought oh brian fuller's last series was was hannibal which yes. is obviously all about yeah. cannibalism and uh, we already had in this that, that the klingons ate you know uh, Captain Giorgio or whatever and now mm. and now um you know Michael is is having to eat Kelpian and and uh, I kind of I was like oh this is pretty sick but I love it yes <laughs> it's it's here have a have a ganglia it's it's a delicacy oh you know <laughs> right I, I'm just I just this kind of just came to me while we're, we're talking now the beginning of the penultimate episode, when the Admiral and Savak beam ab- aboard Discovery and they, you know, take over. And there's mm-hmm. a whole bit where they're like, is it really you? And he conveniently mind melds with everyone. And it's like, uh, well, he, he <laughs> again, might, again, yeah. again, they kind of overdid it with the mind melding in this show. I think it's like, oh, you know, okay. <laughs> it, it's very convenient sometimes, isn't it? My, my point <laughs> being is why did he mind meld with him? I mean, you had this whole thing where uh, Ash Tyler was a Klingon agent. And it, I, I, I think they may have been going somewhere and they course corrected it. And that opening bit feels like that was what was left. The original idea was that not only were the Klingons changed, you know, just attacking every target, but they were also infiltrating the, um, the Federation. Yes. Because 
that's what it felt like when they beamed on and they were so suspicious of you know the ship and everybody yeah i know i know yep. the um mirror universe discovery was destroyed when it came over from their universe to the prime universe but still it it had the feel that they were mistrusting these people because they already had been infiltrated and ash tyler stroke voke was the the original the first and this would have you know would have added to the whole idea of the klingon war going on longer but yeah they had to wrap it up no, I, I agree. I, I feel the whole Ash Tyler Voke and the relationship with Burnham and all of that was, was um, you, you know, wrapped up way too quickly and way too easily, um, you know, right from, mm. uh, you, you, you know, Laurel operating with those sort of laser finger things on him to, to, to remove <laughs> that part of... Um, you, you know that 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 part of the personality and uh and 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 you know and i couldn't believe you, you know obviously the aftermath of of the fact that you know he'd got found out as an agent and he'd killed uh dr colber and 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 all of that it, that all seemed to be wrapped up fairly quickly as well to me in so much as um you, you know you you have that uh you know quite moving scene actually in the um in the uh, mess hall where uh you know he comes back and 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 first obviously tilly is the first to sort of move and sit mm. with him and then and then the rest come round and all this but then when he has the when he he and and michael finally talk um which which by the way in terms of the acting i can't fault at all i thought both both of them uh, knocked it out of the park with the performances, but I did have an issue with the writing, in where where he goes, um, oh, he goes, you're just doing this because you you know you fell for someone and then suddenly it got complicated and you used it as an excuse to run. And I'm thinking to myself, hold on a second, got complicated. You 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 you're, you're, you're a Klingon agent that's been altered to look human. You tried to bloody kill her you know throttler on 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 the thing it's slightly more than getting complicated and her running i mean yeah. you know i did i did sort of think who wrote that that's terrible you know <laughs> even though they performed it well i think anybody <laughs> in that situation would have problems exactly it's like uh <laughs> but but you know again they on that last episode Burnham and 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 Tyler kind of made their peace, and you know he went off with Laurel, and 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 it, it yeah, it, it felt like there was a whole season that that could have carried on. You know, you know the we 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 could have way played on the fact that um you, you know that all these twists and reveals that happened um throughout the series which you know obviously there was quite a few twists and reveals and and um some of the pacing of it and some of the timing of it was were, did sort of to me feel very hurried and i think they're things that they could have milked for a hell of a lot longer than than one season um you, you know bearing in mind they're talking about arc television anyway why did we have to get it all resolved in in this one season it could have been you know we've already said one of the most successful star treks was a cliffhanger um you know at the end of best of both worlds and why couldn't we have had that with this 
and and how things continue into the next season. So yeah, I you know I agree with what you said there, Simon. I, I think they sort of wrap that up way too quickly and. Um, you know, I, I think the whole idea of the sleeper agent and, and again, kind of feeding into other Star Trek, you know, Klingons being altered to look like humans. You know, we, we've already gone there, haven't we? Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you, you, you know, I, I think that all sort of ties in really nicely and could have been a, um, you, you know, it's it's definitely borrowing from the reboot of Battlestar Galactica with the whole sleeper agent thing. But that, that, that could have been quite a, an intriguing um, journey and arc to go on, which they they just seem to do away with, with up, along with other things, you know. Yeah, I mean, God, the Dominion War raged on for like at least four seasons, you know. So it's yeah, I'm not so familiar with DS9, but DS9 was sort of ahead of its time in terms of that was much more of an archy. Uh, type of storytelling right i always thought of it as kind of almost like a soap opera in space it was kind of uh you you know it was much more about the characters and ongoing stories rather than just sort of arriving at a planet and solving that problem and 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 moving on and um Mm. obviously i know enterprise did did an arc very successfully with the whole zindi storyline but um but yeah um my under my limited understanding of of deep space nine is that they they did carry that on for some time right oh yes no you're totally right i have to retract my previous statement that uh that enterprise was the first one to do it you're absolutely right ds9 did it first I just didn't like DS9. <laughs> <laughs> well, that but, is a whole yeah. other podcast that we are going to do, so that, that, but, that's fine, you know. <laughs> but if I can say, I think that it, it it wasn't so succinct as it was an Enterprise. Enterprise kind of had a a goal where they they had to go into Zindi space and they had to try and stop them uh, launching another one of these uh, spears at, at Earth. Uh, where the the dominion war was one of these things where they explored individuals um reaction to war and you know it it was a war that took on different forms and different shapes as it went along so it was kind of evolving and of course you also had other storylines going on there that wasn't the main emphasis of deep space nine i mean you still had the whole um thing with the um the the creatures that lived in the wormhole uh you know yeah and you know yeah. the, you you had other different arcs going on there so um so yeah. in some way it wasn't so i say succinct as enterprise was yeah because it was it was multi-branching Okay, one, one, one other thing I want to shout out as well to uh, Vic Moniana again, who did um, Star Trek Continues. We've had him on the show. Um, that was a one great things- episode. Did oh, I good. say that? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm glad my you liked God, it. yeah. He, he tried to cover filmmaking as well as Star Trek. So, no, you know, that's, that it's thing. not only a but- great Star Trek episode, but it is a great lesson for filmmakers and you know people who want to tell stories, artists oh, and creators. Thank you for that. Yeah, oh, I really enjoyed no, that. I really appreciate- there you go. We get a review in our own show. I love it. <laughs> yeah. um, but no, I, I wanted to give a shout out to him because one of the things he, one, one of the many things he did in, in Star Trek Continues, which I did like, is um, the Zindi actually get a mention 
So it's it's almost like, you know, because one of the criticisms, again, problem about doing a prequel is like, oh, well, there was this whole Zindi war and that was never mentioned afterwards. So uh, he made it that it was. Um, and also there's an award given, which is a, a Charles Tucker III award. So, it, it, you know, it references <laughs> Trip as well. And I love that. I love that he threw those those sort of things in, in into his storytelling mm. uh, just to sort of make the world... Um, you, you know, more believable, as it were. But um, yeah, yes, cohesive. Yeah. But uh, sorry, I'm, I've, I've, I've gone off on a tangent. So well, <laughs> yes and no. I mean, the, the thing yeah. about Star Trek continues is it's, you know, it, 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 it does Star Trek properly, and it keeps yes, it, does. it, it, it keeps it within the continuity, and it joins it up from the TV series to the motion picture, and, you know, the, the thing is. No other studio or uh, TV channel is going to do that because, at the end of the day, they they want to put their own stamp or they want to update it. You know, the this is the thing we I don't know. I, are we all secretly hoping that uh, when they they see the bridge of the Enterprise, it's going to uh-huh. look like the sixties set because we we, well. know, we know deep down there's no way on earth that's going to happen. It's going to be all sh- all shiny and new. Well, put it this way: the Enterprise, mm-hmm. uh, even though it's 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 not a massive departure, but the Enterprise is 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 a is a redesign. Um, you know, I in in my 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 fan in me was hoping that they'd use the um, the CG model of uh, the the Defiant that they used in Enterprise that the, that they then used to go back and remaster the original series with. So you so you mm-hmm. had it, you yeah. know in its white finish you know in and the exact dimensions but they've they've obviously t- to match the aesthetic with the uh with the rest of uh discovery they they've gone with that sort of um you know almost like sort of gunmetal look to it well and, yes uh, they've changed some of the the angles and it's it's a, it's much more sort of almost motion picture yes. looking than it is um uh, you know, original series, so yeah. that 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 sort of says to me that they'll probably do the same with the with the design of the interior. And again, are we going to have you know are the characters going to be wearing these sort of you know pastel coloured ill fitting jumpers? Pro- probably <laughs> not. Uh, you, 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 you know, um, <laughs> but uh, you, you know, again, again, I, I you know everybody everybody goes on at me about how. Uh, how I love JJ, but um, you, you know, one of the things I, I kind of loved what they did with that um, film was, in terms of the design, even though everything was, of course, massively updated and modernized and, and all this, he did still stick with, you know, you had the primary colors, you you had the similar looking uniforms, you you know, you had everything sort of uh, the, the the layout of the bridge, you know, where everybody sat, even though it was all sort of updated, it it, it was still faithful to an extent and it made sense because it was in this different timeline. And, um, you, you, you know, it, it's, 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 he still had a very bright and very colorful look for Starfleet. Whereas, with discovery it has gone a lot more sort of darker and almost sort of rembrandt in its in its sort of look and its lighting and 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 you you know it, they they've made that visual choice mm. um for it and uh you, you know and like you said Simon way back that they sort of did a visual reboot with the motion picture 
because obviously we had the different Klingons then. And, uh, you know, obviously the Enterprise then moved away from being sort of bright primary colours over to, um, you know, much more subtle colour palette and darker and stuff. So, you you know, obviously that benefited from having the same actors, you you know, returning, playing the same crew members and stuff. So you you kind of went with it from that point of view. But... um, but with this, you know, fr- from from the Klingon design through to the ships, through to the uniforms, everything, they've kind of, um, y- you know, they, they've gone even further with this than the reboot films have, uh, with, with with no real explanation. You know, the reboot film had an explanation. This doesn't, but that's, you know, that's what audiences want to see nowadays. So I get it. Can I ask you guys a question about that? Do yeah. you Did you guys think that there was going to be one more uh universe jump hmm don't know i i thought for sure that the season would end by jumping to a new universe where the war had not been so catastrophically won and then uh and then that would actually be the prime universe interesting, interesting. Though I think that's not very Starfleet. It's just a, it's like shit. We've we've lost. Let's go somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck this universe. We can go to any universe we want. Let's go to the multicolored sixties universe. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I mean, people, you know, again, it's it's a whole other discussion that we'll get into on another podcast. But you know, people people gave. Um, the producers of Enterprise an incredibly hard time about all of this stuff. But actually, mm. Enterprise stuck to everything pretty well. Um, but obviously with this, uh, you, you know, they, they've, they've gone their other way. And, and like you said, Simon, it's kind of, you, you know, is it that question about is it a reboot? Um, you know, they keep saying it's supposed to be set in the prime universe, you know, about a decade or so before um, the events of the original series, etc., a hundred years after Enterprise, uh, you know, Archer gets a mention, which which I did like um, mm-hmm. when they were talking about Kronos and whatever. But um, uh, but y- you know, I don't know whether it is just a visual reboot or whether it's a, a canon reboot. I I, I actually don't know. It's it, this again. This is a frustrating thing with it. Whereas the movie. Uh, the 2009 movie, it was made incredibly clear that it was an alternate reality. It was another timeline created, you know, yeah. on the, in 2233, uh, the Kelvin with with Kirk's birth and whatever, and the Narada coming back from post-next-gen stuff. And, um, y- y- you know, history changed. Some things were more advanced. Other things like the launch of the Enterprise happened, you know, a, over a decade later. Um, but we had, you know, we had a we had an explanation for it. For this, it's an arbitrary change of everything with with no real explanation, you know. And and there there won't be. I mean, they they you know, I think it's a case of they say it's in the prime universe, it's continuity, just to you know, the get the fans over, you know, the fans of the older show. But we can kind of see it's bullshit. They're rebooting it. <laughs> they they can do whatever they want with it. I mean, just the, the Enterprise showing up like that, you know it's the case. I mean, the fact that we've got a character who's a relative of Spock who's never been mentioned before, you know, 
who's a, a major character of this TV show, you know, it it it's 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 a reboot. You know, I'll tell you one thing though. You know that thing I brought up about Spock saying in Tholian Web about there'd been no uh, Starfleet record of anybody ever <laughs> holding a mutiny. Well, that they, that's actually true because they've removed that from a record, haven't they? Now, they have, so yes. yeah, <laughs> but he still doesn't mention that's about it. that half sister of his. Well, that's no. why I thought they would jump to a different universe where. Mm. Burnham didn't exist yes. or, or yeah. you know, something like that. Like she'd been killed in the raid with her parents. Um, and then they could get around it that way. I, I, though I, I do get the feeling that would kind of be like a, 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 a little bit of a cop out, you know, like at an end of a TV series when they go, Ooh, it was all a dream, you know? Yeah. I yeah. think them jumping to another universe and just saying, don't worry folks, what you just all watched was nothing. And you got to think, well, yeah. it, what I'd like to see from season two is we start to see kind of some of the repercussions of what's happened from this war. Because at the moment, you know, the Federation has lost a lot of space that's now in Klingon hands. And I don't think the Klingons would just turn it back, you know. Yes, they, they've stopped their attacks. They've, they've The war is over. But now... We have to see the aftermath of that. We have to see what happens with the Federation. And at the moment, it just feels like, well, guys, life goes on. Off to discover new worlds and new civilizations that boldly go where no one's gone before. And it's like, well, guys, you've just gone for a major war. You've just lost so much. I mean, the Starfleet must be now only a handful of ships. And you guys are acting as if nothing happened. Come on! No, I, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, you, you know, it's 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 uh, you know there there should be more repercussions. I mean, you know, Admiral Cornwell was an interesting character because again, you know, she was she was on board as were other admirals within Starfleet to you know go and sort of go with this plan of using uh, Mira Giorgio to. Uh, to, to basically inflict, you know, genocide on the Klingons until the rest of the Discovery crew sort of st- stood up in protest about this. And, um, you know, and at the end there, she's there handing out the medals. <laughs> so <laughs> it, it really it really did seem like, oh, you know, OK. And, and don't get me wrong, in terms of a character journey, I was really happy and 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 quite moved for for Michael Burnham because um, you know Sonequa Martin Green has played her so well through this season. But when when you look at what's happened to her throughout the course of that year or so that that the season takes place over, you, you, you know she's she's gone through so much from you, you know being sort of uh, you, you know disgraced as a mutineer and and you know, going to be sent to this prison world to uh, all the stuff that happened on the Discovery to being thrown into the mirror universe to falling in love for the first time to find out that she's in love with a Klingon who killed her, you know, which is the race that killed her, her, her biological parents, you know, and all this stuff. She'd, she'd gone through everything. So I was really happy that she got you know, given a commission and um, a medal, and 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 you know, I was really happy with the arc of her story. I just think that it that it all happened too quickly. That was mm. that was my only issue with it. You know, it just seemed to um, to to happen in like 
one episode yeah <laughs> the, the, the wrap up yeah. to it you know it's like what this could have gone on for ages more and i kind of wanted more of mm. that that's the thing i want more of what they set up before they decided oh no it's all going to be okay and there's the enterprise you, you know it's almost like that's where they said they wanted to end and it was like oh crap you know we're right in the 15th episode shit we need to end this war you know get rid of the spore drive um and get the enterprise on there fuck how are we going to do that and it really did feel like you know oh yeah we'll give laurel an ipad to go and threaten the uh the klingon <laughs> empire with and uh you know we'll, 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 we'll tie up all the loose ends between um you, you know burnham and and, and tyler uh you, you know we'll, we'll we'll have them tell admiral cornwell that we all stand together that you know this isn't the starfleet way and uh we'll have a tea and medals ceremony at the end and it was like <laughs> you know you know oh no why there was so much good stuff there oh, oh and by the way we'll let the mirror Giorgio go so if we want michelle yo back in a future season she's mm -hmm. still out there because we yes. we killed the the other really interesting character of Lorca off so we've got to keep someone you know some evil decent character alive just in case you know <laughs> yes and you do realize that if they wanted to they could bring Jason Isaacs back because we well still, prime we, Lorca I guess yes because we have no idea what happened to him we assumed that no. he was killed in the mirror universe but we who knows who knows? We don't know. We don't know. Yeah. You know, and, you know, it's sci-fi. They, you know, other shows have come up with ingenious ways to bring people back or sometimes not so ingenious ways. But, um, yeah, it would be interesting to see what the primetime locker was like. Maybe, yeah. maybe even in a flashback. Wouldn't that be interesting? There'd be a, mm -hmm. like a flashback episode or time travel because, <laughs> you know, that never happens in Star Trek. <laughs> no, never never no I, I mean yeah it's 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 it is good to go back and watch you know with that knowledge of him mm. being from the mirror universe because it is funny all of his decisions you know and and his protectiveness over burnham and all this sort of thing it, it all does make sense uh when when you kind of watch it all together uh the only thing the only thing that slightly didn't um, mm -hmm. And again, this is being really nitpicky, but the bit when they first enter the um, the mirror universe and they they you know and there's the Shenzhou and uh, you know they they find out this whole thing about you know Tilly being the captain and all this sort of stuff, which again all of that happened really quickly. But there you go. Um, <laughs> But I love the bit where uh, Lorca had to do the uh, the Scottish engineer uh, yes. for the thing. But he didn't seem he he kind of felt like he was going with it in the moment rather than kind of being aware of that stuff. And you, you know, one could say that Lorca was a really good actor, uh, you know, to, to to do that. Or one could say, well, maybe they he didn't play it that way or, or whatever but that's that that again that's 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 an interesting debate but i i did uh, like all of that stuff yeah. yeah again fan service it wasn't didn't it make you laugh oh look he's an engineer with a scottish accent who's that remind you of no 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 i i bet you on the day when they were doing it jason isaacs just rolled up and said i could do a scottish accent if you want wouldn't that be funny <laughs> 
That's what probably that, that's what it looked like. That looked. <laughs> he like. likes his accents, does uh, Jason Isaacs, you know. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, uh, the, like. the, the other the other thing the other thing I know fans have a real problem with, and and is this whole um, obviously the the reveal was all done through the fact that uh, um, we've we've established all the way through the whole season that uh, that Lorca has sensitive eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, when Burnham sees that Giorgio also has sensitive eyes, that's when it's all like, oh, you know, people in the mirror universe have more sensitive eyes than people in the prime universe. And I know a lot of people hate that because obviously that doesn't really make sense from what we've seen of the mirror universe before. So, um, you know, yeah, it also <laughs> it was also sloppy writing with no point yeah. Uh, yeah. because. <laughs> The, like literally instead of having that line you just say yes uh Lorca and i were exposed to the same accident whereby our eyes are sensitive to light right instead of some broad overreaching uh statement that doesn't match with continuity i was one of those people who hated that line yeah yeah well, again, it was all rather convenient. It's, it's been a lot of things like the fact that, you know, the way that they've kind of, you know, sworn everyone to secrecy about the mirror universe, you know, so it explains why when Kirk, you know, um, first encounters it, there's there's no record of it and all this sort of thing. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of uh, they are trying to do some stuff just to... Um, just to make it tie in, but it does sometimes feel rather sloppy. And again, one of the problems with doing something that's a prequel, Uh, Mm. you know? Yeah. (laughs) Yes. The the problem is we know what the destination is. Yes. What, What makes interesting drama is not knowing what the outcome is going to be. Exactly. Exactly. But, um, but you know any any other characters? Obviously, we talked a bit about Burnham. We've mm-hmm. talked a bit about Lorca. We've talked a, a bit about um, Saru. Um, any any other characters that uh, that that obviously they're like kind of the main characters in this, and we've been sort of drip fed some of the other characters, particularly some of the bridge crew people you know, very much towards the end of the series. But, I mean, we've got... um, I've heard some complaints as well about the fact that Tilly, in the last couple of episodes, just turned into comic relief rather than um, sort of the smart character that she'd been uh, portrayed to be the rest of the season. I'm not sure I entirely agree with that, but what are your thoughts on that one? Well, you know she was kind of set up as comic relief from the beginning so just sort of carrying on that um yeah i i i kind of like smarts uh tilly uh especially as a captain killy you know captain killy guys and um i noticed that uh, every chance they get now they're just going to straighten their hair you, you can tell she it's does co- look great with straightened hair, though, doesn't she? Yeah, <laughs> like... but I think I think that's also a tell when you you you're gonna get comic relief. Tilly is when the hair is curly, you're gonna get comedy, and when it's straight, you get more sort of intelligent. I think it's kind of like a, a visual cue that they've kind of come up with. Um, mm. 
I did like her eating space well. Um, <laughs> yes. uh, I just thought her comedy timing and, and everything with that was 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 very amusing. Also, did you notice that there were a few seti eels on the grill? I don't know whether you noticed that Easter egg as well. I did notice that. <laughs> so I was like, mm. in fact, uh, that, that whole, you know, that whole uh, Orion... Um, village or yeah which was kind of weird to be on Kronos I, I I sort of thought to myself really but um bearing in mind that the, the whole Klingon thing from the beginning was to be just Klingon and not be um you know uh what's the word I'm looking for where where, where you join all these other cultures um, a melting pot yeah yeah multicultural or whatever but but uh you, you know but but they've got an Orion trading outpost on their world but mm, okay uh, but 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 there were that 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 was kind of filled with with shitloads of uh fan easter eggs in there i noticed <laughs> yeah uh i don't know i mean the, the thing was the the character at the beginning the guy who's the klingon that sparked this war uh he was the one who was going for the whole you know klingons only sort of thing so it, it might have been just because of um, because of that, because of the fact that they had, you know, the Orions on there, that it was one of the factors that was fueling his, you know, uh, ideals, trying to sort of uh, get the Klingon Empire united against this one foe and, you know, trying to make, you know, Klingons pure. I mean, if we're going, you know, it, it's it's been this whole kind of... Uh, you know, criticism on like Trump and uh, everything else that's going on. Trump, Brexit, you know, this whole idea of isolationism that's going on at the moment. And so maybe that's part of it. Mm, Maybe. That's an interesting point to bring it back to that overall theme from the beginning. That I do feel like they closed out well Mm. in this... uh, in this series finale, they did sort of, they, they, they played with the themes well, but I think the nitty gritty of the execution is what we're picking at. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, abs- absolutely. I mean, they definitely, by the end, um, you, you, you know, they, they had what Star Trek was all about, you know, um, Burnham's, yeah. Burnham's speech, well, well, throughout the episode, because obviously it starts off as that sort of voiceover at the beginning, but, um, you, you know, her, her whole, speech about what makes starfleet and and you know exploration and all that sort of stuff was 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 absolutely spot on but um it ju- it just felt that it was it was sort of tied up a bit bit neat it's it's almost like you know they 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 had to set that reset for the uh for the season 2 which um you know i i think it would have been nice if some of that other stuff had carried over but 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 you know um that's mm. just that's just my opinion you know, what I find weird. I was just gonna say. Well, you know, what I find weird is they do. They have wrapped it up, and they get. I. You have the feeling like they wrapped it up as if they had. They were worried they weren't going to get any more episodes commissioned or series commissions. Yet we know that series two was already commissioned halfway through the series. So it just seems really weird that they did end it where it where they did. Yeah, I know. Um, I've heard again that apparently Netflix are not going to. Uh, put as much money into this as they did in the first season. Oh, okay. Um, apparently. Mm-hmm. Again, mm. I'm not I'm not really up on the business side particularly, but um, 
but uh, but I've heard that uh, there's a little bit more risk going into season two um, for CBS um, than that than there was with this first season. Um, so I don't know whether that had anything to do with that. I mean, the other story I've heard on the sort of more creative side was just the fact that they always, or so they've said, you know, you, who knows, but I, I've, I've heard like Kurtzman um, say that they always wanted to, you know, the end was always going to be the discovery facing the enterprise. Yeah. You know, that was where they were going to get to. Um, and it does feel a little tacked on actually. So mm. uh yeah, I, 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 I think that's the problem with storytelling where you're you're engineering it backwards, yeah. right? And you you paint yourself into corners. You you have to cut, you have to cop out of things, and uh, you get these these edges where they're slapped together and it doesn't go seamlessly. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So who who haven't we talked about? Um, we've not talked about Stamets much, have we? Or at all, I think, on this one. <laughs> yeah, we haven't. Um, what do what do what do we think about? I mean, obviously, when we last did this podcast, we were we were at the end of the episode where the hologram of Empress or Emperor uh, Giorgio appeared, and you know, Michael was going to have to go and uh, and face her, and that's that's kind of where we where we left off last time. Um, so you, you know, we we left with what three or four episodes to go hmm. yeah maybe maybe three or four i can't remember four, the other, the other four, thing the other thing the other thing i've noticed with this series that's diff- different to any other star trek series including the animated series is every other series the title of the particular episode has always been put up at the beginning of um of each episode you know whereas with this because obviously um you know you you put the writer and the director's credits in the main opening credits um even though all of these episodes have titles they never actually appear on screen that they, they, they don't have a title card as such which is which is uh, a little bit different to previous ones and as a result it always makes me not remember the titles of the individual episodes so well, if you know what I mean, because I haven't seen it on screen. It's weird. <laughs> but it should, I think that's just a, a sign of the times, right? Because oh, it is. we're all watching these on computers where the title episode, the title of the episode will appear right before you click the box. That's it, or, or appears when you hit the pause button. So, Or appears when yeah. you hit the pause button. Yeah. yeah. And also, because of <clears throat> the storytelling, the overarching storytelling, uh, that's another thing. I I don't remember The Wire ever showing the name of the episode in the credits. No, I mean, very, very since the turn of the century, very, uh, very few shows do that nowadays. But it was something that Star mm. Trek always did. It's just, yeah. It was just one of those little, little changes. Yeah, well, as you say, because Star Trek was episodic and... You know, each week it dealt with a different story, a different planet, uh, or a different situation, and so there was more of a need to have the title there. Yeah. When Star Trek Discovery, in some senses, you you watch it as a whole. It's one story, or as as we've heard it being referred to, Keith, especially at BAFTA, it's a it's a ten hour movie or a fifteen hour movie. <laughs> yes. So yeah. the 
having the titles appear within the episode is kind of detracting from that. But uh, so Stamets. we got off Stamets quickly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, is there much to say? I mean, he came out of his coma. Uh, well, we had Mirror Stamets as well, which yeah, uh, he you know got killed was, off was, very was quickly. Was a little bit. Well, he was a little bit of a device just to get our Stamets back to where he needed to be, wasn't it? Mm. Really? Oh, I I also thought he was a device to explain why the mycelial network wasn't in later gen- later iterations of Star Trek because mirror Stamets killed off the spores. Yes. Yes. Yeah, until they regenerate. You see that was the thing. When when the sp- when we learned that the spores were getting killed, right? I thought, ah, this is how they're going to do it. They're going to have enough spores for to get back to the prime universe and then all of the spores will have been depleted and therefore that's why, you, you know, it's warp drive only, folks, from now on, yeah? But, but but of course, they didn't. They went there and then they, they, they found that planet and they... Um, they, uh, they needed you know. one more jump. I, exactly. They needed that jump and they, uh, they, they uh, terraformed that, that moon and you know, grew more spores and stuff. So, you know, you know, it does lead you to just think, well, why the hell, you know, it, it didn't solve that problem in so much as the question is still, why are they not using it in the future? And it, all they've done is that Stamets line and it, when they're at Starfleet with him saying, oh yeah, they're, they're, they've put that on hold until they can find a, 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 a suitable host or whatever. And you think, really is that the reason you know and uh wouldn't they have you know thought about this to try and get voyager back and you know all, all those sort of things and uh that 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 that's that's all a little bit sl- i'm 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 still i'm not satisfied with the answer we got there at all i'm i i yeah i i feel that hasn't really been resolved in my mind but uh maybe i'm just being you know too analytical i think uh, his character was far more interesting uh, especially when they were doing the timey-wimey episode um, <laughs> but you know since he's come out of the coma he's kind of he has he's kind of gone to the back I mean yes he, he came up with the plan to you know to have a, a planet full of these uh, spores and stuff but uh, after and gotten into uh, you know into Kronos but after that he's he was just like he was completely disappeared. You know, he wasn't part of the story anymore. And well, we haven't that... dealt with his loss. I feel. No, I mean, you know, no. obviously he was the only character that that we know of in the show that was, uh, you know, married and and in a, in a relationship and all this sort of thing. And um, uh, you know, his partner was was tragically killed there. And uh, um. You know, I, I just sort of feel that we haven't really seen that character deal with it because he had to get us back home uh, from the mirror universe, and um, then he had to get us to, to, you know, to regenerate the spores and then get us to Cronus. So he had loads of stuff to do in terms of, um, you, you know, moving the plot along. Absolutely, but in terms of him as a character, I mean, you, you know, when he's first introduced, he's a bit of a dick, frankly, mm. and. Um, and and I kind of, as the series went on, grew to sort of like his character a lot more. 
Um, and of course, we've still got that mysterious green spore that landed on Tilly. Again, I don't know whether that's some sort of Easter egg for some or some sort of um, foreshadowing for something that's to come further down the track. But, you know, once again, I'm, I'm back to the same thing I've been saying here about how I feel that these things weren't there was more to explore with this and and maybe they will i don't know maybe they will explore more with this but well it, no i i i'm going to say this i old track would have had a whole episode dedicated to uh him facing ash tyler they would have been in a situation where they were stuck together and they would yeah. have had to confront that what had happened but because we're we're dealing with a different type of storytelling Everything's got to be fast. Everything's got to be concluded within, you know, wrapped up neatly in, in so many episodes. So they kind of had that one exchange and that was it. And it was kind of like, oh, okay. Uh, it's, and you could tell that was all they were going to do with it. And it's just like, that's such a shame because you have these two characters who, you know, one would never forgive the other for what he'd done, even though, he wasn't he was under the control of another but still it's kind of like he got forgiven very quickly you had the you had the the drama and you had the actors who were able and capable of of really exploring it and giving it what it needed and then what you didn't have was i guess the showrunner or the time Mm. who was willing to explore it and I I do not think that they're going to go back to it no. because I feel like if anything, ending the season with a shot of the Enterprise means, you know, buckle up, it's going somewhere new. Not new, but buckle up, we're taking a turn and going here. And and so that's why it, it makes me feel nervous and uncomfortable is because all this stuff is just dropped off. Mm. Yes. Mm. Yeah, it's funny. We're We're all completely on the same page with this. Um, you know, I know we've had different feelings about certain bits and pieces, uh, on, on previous episodes, but, um, you know, in terms of this, this conclusion, uh, to season one, um, I think we all feel the same that they, they didn't, they didn't dwell on some of the things that were interesting, um, certain, you know, from a character and story perspective, um, and they've gone to places that uh, we don't necessarily think they should go. You know, this is what makes me laugh that they're absolutely going where everyone has gone before. You know what I mean? <laughs> they're, 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 they're not, they're not, uh, you, you, know, you know, the, oh, the enterprise. Do we, oh, it, you, you know, it's been mentioned in episodes and I sometimes think that's enough, but you yeah. know, now we're going to see it and we're going to, have those characters and they're talking about I heard an awful rumor and I hope it is a rumor about a CG Kirk maybe oh, God. Um, <laughs> so not even a different actor playing him but a, oh, right. a CG Rian, you know a bit like they did with Peter Cushing in, in Rogue One yeah oh, um, right. a, a, of a young Shatner um, and and I just think uh, we've We've got Star Trek. We've got the original series. We've got Star Trek Continues if you want more of the original series. You, you know, we, we've got all the movies with those guys. Um, let's have Discovery. Let You know, that's what the show's called. And let's discover new things in Discovery. You know, yeah. let's not let's not go go back there. I mean, that's me. And I say this, you know, I'm a 
I'm frustrated because, you know, I'm a fan, I'm a filmmaker, um, and, y- you know, where these guys are going with it is not necessarily, you know, where I might go or what I might do. But then, you know, I'm 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 probably being old school here. I don't know. <laughs> I'm Generation X, you know. it's <laughs> They're doing it for the millennials, you know. <laughs> so, yes. Um, but, I mean, as you were saying before, Keith, there's been such pressure from from fans on on this series you know and i i think that it's kind of come to bear on it a bit i mean if they had done it as one complete episode that they put out there as as a box set then i don't think we may have seen the enterprise at the end or maybe we would have but it does feel like there's been some course corrections as they've gone along because of the feedback they've got from the fans. And I think that's why why season two seems to be going off in a completely different direction. I think because they, they feel like, well, we've had such this kind of, I don't know, I don't feel it's been a backlash, but they feel like they've had so much said to them that they having to change their plans. I mean, just look at, what's currently happening with Star Wars. Everybody is saying that Last Jedi is awful and, you know, just uh, just ruining Star Wars. And, of course, Disney are going to listen to that and go, oh, okay, well, we will have to do Return of the Jedi next then. I mean, the fact, the fact that they've got J.J. Abrams coming back to do it and, you know, J.J. did a great job of you saying, hey, guys, it's like the old Star Wars. And... I personally like The Last Jedi. I, I was happy to see him go off in a different direction. Uh, but now the fear is, is because audiences didn't get it, didn't like it, that Disney are going to go, ooh, okay, well, we still want them to come. Uh, so what should we do? Oh, I know. Let's just do something that they know already. So it's, yeah. Hard to say with that one, right? Mm. Because not to go off on a star Wars tangent, but we've got the, uh, the solo solo movie coming out. Yes. And, uh, everything I hear about that is that it's a disaster. Um, which makes me curious to see how Disney will course correct after that. Mm. I, to bring it back to movie heaven, movie hell, your two episodes on, uh, on the last Jedi, uh, I thought were great. And if you guys haven't listened to those, everyone listening should go listen to those two episodes. Uh, and I think you guys really hit the nail on the head there with that one in that uh, the storyline wasn't a problem. It was nice to see a, a departure from uh, a new story, right, mm-hmm. versus just a rehash of a movie we'd already seen. The problem with Last Jedi is that it needed an editor. And they were telling too many stories they got into the Duncan Jones problem, right? Where they didn't know where to end it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I must admit, I was quite happy with how they ended The Last Jedi. Uh, and it, it, it did sort of leave me, left me Which quite... Which time? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I, I think that ending shot with the, with the boy looking out at the stars, I thought that was a great ending. I thought it was much better than the ending of The Force Awakens where it looked like Rey was going to be holding that Jedi, that lightsaber out for a very long time. For a very long time. <laughs> <laughs> I did half expect when they 
they'd started Last Jedi that uh, it would look like it'd been days later and she's still standing yeah. there. That's that's a whole other podcast, and I'm it not, I'm not even going fine. there with my thoughts on that at the moment. <laughs> but you, you, you can um, see what my my point is: is that I, I get the same feeling that CBS have had the same reaction as Disney's had, and that's mm. why you know we feel like this whole sort of course correction, and you know you, you'll probably find that the next series is not going to be as dark. It's going to be a bit more like the original Star Trek. It's going to be a bit more episodic. They're going to be going back to, you know, Planet of the Week and, uh, you know, Characters of the Week. And, you know, I'm sure they're going to bring in characters from the original series and the films. You know, you know, Khan's coming. You know he's coming. No, I hope not. I really hope not. Because, they keep going uh, back to that well because yeah, uh, I know, again, and, it, and, and, and it does, and it, and it does make uh, you know the 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 Alpha Quadrant seem like Greater London. I mean, bloody <laughs> hell, you know, there's 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 there's. there's you know, uh, I, I put this way, I there's more chance. Put this way, I've got less chance of bumping into an ex-girlfriend, you know, that lives within ten miles of me than than um, you know Burnham and Spock have got of meeting in the whole of the Star Trek universe. You know, it's kind of it's insane. <laughs> I don't know why they. I, I guess it's like you said, it's 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 comfort zone, isn't it? But. Um, uh, yeah. it, it it just it just seems kind of weird that um, they have to keep keep going back to that stuff. Whereas you know the idea is to move forward with it, surely. But uh, well, hopefully fans will listen direction. listen to this podcast and listen to our opinions. Oh, they'll be so annoyed with us. Them. Many of them will. Yeah, yeah. Disseminate they're, they're... them to CBS, and then CBS will listen to our opinions as well. Uh. There's, there's there's lots of opinions out there. Everybody's got one, right? But uh, you know, it's it's it, it, put this way, it's doing something right, and the mm. fact that we're here having a discussion about it, and this is yeah. like now our third or fourth episode or whatever discussing this. <laughs> so, um, and and I'll, I'll I'll be honest, um, you know, I spend so much. I'm subscribed to so many other podcasts that um, I don't really go back and listen to our own ones but uh you, you know i'm sure it's it would be quite funny to listen to some of the uh mm. the predictions that we made at the mid-season finale and some of our predictions after the the pilot episode and uh, you, you know and all that sort of stuff to to, <laughs> to see what we uh to see where it actually ended up but um you, you know i will stand by my whole you know i am both entertained and exasperated <laughs> but but by it all and uh you, you know i i kind of enjoy it i love star trek it's you know people's obviously gathered that by now um uh y- y- you know I'm, I'm a filmmaker so i sort of get the, the the business side and why things change and you know creative differences and things of that nature that all makes sense but you know this series it's it, it's had its ups and downs for me it's not been um it, it's been far from perfect uh and y- you know it's 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 i like the fact it's something different and i like the fact that it's been surprising um but there's also things about it that drive me crazy as well um you know from a sort of 
continuity point of yes. view and a canon point of view and a design point of view and all of that sort of stuff. Yeah. And, uh, and the and, thing and, is, if they had never said that they were part of the, um, you know, prime universe, then this wouldn't, we would not have had these problems. We wouldn't have be having these discussions because, you know, at the end of the day, they, the 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 way they've done things, it's really hard to sort of marry them up to a show from the sixties. Of it course, really it is. is. Yeah, fifty fifty two years difference it's, now. Yeah. So I mean, you know, and also, you know, it was made as a a, a network show that was, uh, you know, would have been shown on a sort of twenty inch screen uh, once once a week or whatever to something that's now, you know, watched in high def on big screens, you know, and, and watched over and over and analyzed. So, I mean, it's, it's, yeah, it's a, it's a whole different world. Um, I can't fault the show at all in terms of its, uh, its quality of, of acting, um, its visual effects, its, its design, in terms of the quality of what what they've knocked out, regardless of whether it, it fits canon or not, but you know the look of the show, the, the the performances, the visual effects, you know, all of that stuff is is great. The only thing I I do sort of knock and question slightly is is some of the writing. Um, I think has been a tad rushed, and mm. um, you know, and certain story arcs or character arcs have been, you know, not not properly fulfilled or not in the way that I would have liked to see them fulfilled let's put it that way and 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 I'm scared about the future with it I'm excited you know I, I'm I, I wish we didn't have to wait until the beginning of next year or whenever it is before we see this um I wish it was sooner uh but I appreciate the you know there's a lot of work that goes into this stuff um in fact I'm thinking of there's 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 some uh, expanded media around um uh discovery that that I'm thinking of maybe visiting because there is a you, you know I almost feel like where we came into this show was at the end of a show called Star Trek Shenzo, you know, <laughs> uh, that that we never saw, um, that ran for seven seasons or whatever. And uh, I know that there's um there's one novel that takes place sort of uh, a couple of years prior um to the Battle of the Binary Stars. Um so you, you know which which is out there and then there's another one that takes place a good decade beforehand which um which has Giorgio and Lorca in it and obviously at that point I'm guessing we're talking about prime Lorca as it's as it's that far back and apparently they're going to have a um uh one about some of Saru's backstory as well, um, I believe is, 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 I think it's called fear itself, which is, uh, quite a good title for, for, for Saru. Um, but again, I, I don't know, maybe, may, maybe, uh, you know, I've got a lot of driving coming up, so maybe I'll, uh, <laughs> maybe I'll listen to them on audio now they're unabridged and, uh, and, and, and see if any of that, uh, that sort of hits the Star Trek sweet spot. Well, mm whilst we've got no movies or shows or anything coming. Though, <laughs> <laughs> so, I just want to say, I wonder if it's going to take the form of the a lot of the sort of next generation TV series, because it, it always seemed to be that first two series, they kind of weren't quite sure what they were doing. And in the third series, they would hit their stride and they'd finally, they finally all clicked together. Do you yeah. guys get the feeling that this is the same thing that's happening to Discovery? 
Well, that's that's fair to say. I mean, a lot of the first, with the exception of the original series, where the first season was probably the best season, um, but most of the other Star Trek um, series that there's been, the the first seasons have not necessarily been great, and it has taken them, you know, a couple of seasons to find their stride. And and this certainly wasn't a bad first season by any stretch. So, um, yeah, who knows? Hmm. What do you think, Pete? It, I think if 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 in twenty years we're saying it didn't hit its stride till the third season, uh, we're still incredibly lucky because the first season here was. Uh, uh, good, you yes. know. I um, I think that that we've got nothing to complain about if this goes up. Um, I think that if it goes south, then it goes south, and hopefully, then by the third season, they pull it back around. Uh, but I think you, Keith, your what was your your uh, forward review there? Um. Uh, something but exasperated. Oh, um, uh, entertained but exasperated. Entertained yes. but exasperated. Yeah, that is exactly yeah. the right balance of emotions. Irritated but intrigued. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, all, all all of those all of those kind of things. Um, I, I'm just the, the 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 one thing I'm not really comfortable with is seeing some of our favorite characters recast yet again. You know, um, it was fine in the reboot because that was that was younger versions of those characters, you know, taking place some years earlier uh, in a in an alternate reality. Um, I'm I was fine with that. But, uh, you know, Star Trek Discovery, we don't need to see Kirk, Spock, Pike, whatever. You know, we we, we, we need new characters. And uh, as I said, I've just about I've just about dealt with the fact that we've got you know, Sarek is a sort of semi-recurring character in this, but um, you know, I don't know whether we need other people that we've seen. There's there's so many people we've yet to meet, and characters that they've already introduced us to who are interesting, like Burnham, like Saru. You, you, you know, I want more of that, not necessarily, you know, new actors playing you know, characters that, that, that we already know and love. But that's mm. just me. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's all of us, really. Uh, yeah, I agree. That's all of us. Yeah, yeah we're, we're all of the same ilk. <laughs> the one thing I'll add to the recast is that we, we don't want to see them recast, nor do we want to see them rebroadcast with the CGI. <laughs> I, I don't need to see 1960s Shatner anymore. Ah, no, I mean, you know, it's it's uh, it's just it's just why that's that's the thing there. We've got the movies for that. I mean, I you know, I don't know whether the movie series is going to continue or not, but I I like the the um the the JJ verse, you know, the the Kelvin timeline films, and I want to see more of those. And I think we can have both. Why can't we have both? You know, yes, we can it'll both. be great to have Star Trek on TV and Star Trek at the movies, like we had in the mid '90s when it was the peak, when we had you know two Star Trek series on at a time and movies. You know, that was brilliant. And uh, you know, I'm happy with the actors that we've got playing those in in those movies. And um, you know, leave it leave it to them in the movies, and let's go with Discovery on this. 
you know, new ship, new characters, but exploring strange new worlds. You know, let's 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 do it. Let's let's you know go somewhere else with it. Yeah, <laughs> I think they would if they didn't have so much riding on it. Um, you know, if it had just been another show for CBS and not been such a, a flagship show, then they they may have sort of steered away from the uh, the familiar. But uh, alas. They've they've gone down that route, and now we're going to see what they do with it. Maybe, maybe the, the problem on the Enterprise is you know to do with Spock. Maybe we don't get to see him, but uh, you just know they're going to do it. They're going to there's going to be maybe maybe they can do it in a, in a subtle way. Maybe we don't see his face. Maybe it's sort of maybe it's an encounter, and we just sort of see the back of his head or something, or he's injured or trapped or you know whatever it is the enterprise needs discoveries help with um who knows but um the the problem is because they've introduced the enterprise at this point it's yeah, and yeah. unless yeah. they unless they completely jump over it and they start off, you know, uh, do, ca- Captain's Log, Star Date, blah 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 blah, whatever. We 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 we've just we've just uh, fit, helped the the USS Enterprise and and her crew on a thing, and now we're 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 going into the void to 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 start something else. I mean that that would probably cause an even bigger outrage, right? Oh hell yes! <laughs> it's hey, go go read the that novel. Would be, that, that would make me laugh so much, but yes, yeah, that cold definitely- open is thank you very much captain pike goodbye yeah yeah. we're glad we could be of assistance long and prosper goodbye and give my regards to spock (laughs) and i wonder captain does he ever speak of me (laughs) no but he talks a lot about his half-brother cybok oh (laughs) sick burn yeah oh dear oh dear there, oh dear. Uh, so, is there anything I mean, else we need to say? I think we've said it all, haven't we? Oh, I think, I think, yeah, we've kind of, you know, talked a lot. Of, we've we've covered a fair bit, I think. And it's 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 what I what I f- find quite interesting about this podcast is the fact that because uh, I had no idea where we were going to go and uh, we hadn't talked about it previously, and. Um, you know, on some of the other episodes, we weren't necessarily all in agreement about things, um, you, you know, whereas on this one, we all seemed to be singing from the same hymn sheet in, in so much as we were, we felt it was a slightly rushed ending and, and maybe they shouldn't go where they're going, but uh, <laughs> where they've been before. <laughs> yeah. Man, man, woman or alien, they've been there before. But uh, yeah, Um yeah, but hey. <laughs> oh, well, I think that's a good place to end the podcast. It does. Yeah, yeah. Um, we are going to uh, have. We we seem to have this sort of thread now of of, of Star Trek podcasts, and um, I know uh, Pete, you're going to be joining us. We're going to discuss some of the um, some of the other Star Trek series. So we're going to delve back down memory lane and um and discuss some pilots and and finales for the other seasons um or for the other series uh coming soon so um watch this space (laughs) i am looking forward to it yes it's gonna be fun oh so pete where can people find out about uh, more about your work uh i am on twitter at spud underscore monkey uh 
let's just leave it at that. I also, uh, I am going to be returning to a podcast series called Star Trek Lost Fun Lost Frontier. Um, like Star Trek continues, it's a fan made Star Trek audio series. Uh, and, uh, I, I did a couple of episodes years ago and I just got sent some new scripts. So, uh, I don't know when they're going to come out, but everyone should subscribe to that. It's a fun fictional series. And it's uh, an audio drama, is it? Like audio audio drama, drama. Star Trek. Yeah. And and when, and what part of Star Trek that set in, uh, the far distant future of Star Trek actually. Ah, post nemesis. Post Nemesis, uh, the conceit is that the Federation, the entire galaxy succumbed to a plague and fell apart, uh, and the Federation is trying to rebuild itself. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, that sounds interesting. Hmm. Okay. It is. So, it's uh, a fun group of guys uh, who, gosh, I actually don't remember how I met them. And uh, <laughs> So you, you, you play a character in this, do you? I play a character in it. Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I play the uh, I play the ship's doctor. Oh wow! Oh, fabulous. Yeah, All it's right. a lot of fun. Yeah. Okay. Well, and where can we find that again? Sorry, that's Lost Frontier. Yeah, Star okay. Trek Lost Frontier. Brilliant. I may well. Oh my God! It's going to be something else. I'm going to be listening to now. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and Pete, if they ever need a British uh, officer, Keith. I, yeah. I, I already did my shameless, shameless, <laughs> shameless plug to uh, to uh, Vic when we met up with him and he was saying, like, uh, I, I said, I noticed uh, Lieutenant Kyle was actually missing from, uh, from your staff. And he said... I know where you're going with this, Keith. And I was like, oh, okay, well, you know, uh, if, if, Star, if you ever get Star Trek continues, continues. Well, we got to push you, Keith. Got to get you out there. Well, somebody has to, right? Exactly. There you go. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so, Keith, where can people see more uh, examples of uh, your On work? that note, on that note, yeah. Um, okay, if you go to... Uh, YouTube and put in British Isles, which is E-Y-L-E-S, as in my last name. Uh, there are there's half a dozen short films there that I wrote, produced and directed and in one of them as well. Uh, so you can see more there uh, or you can get in touch via the podcast. And as always, you can find my work at independentrunnings.com. You can listen to this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, YouTube, and all good podcast providers. Uh, You can follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Just search Movie Heaven, Movie Hell. And please leave us a rating and review on iTunes and Stitcher. It all helps. So that just leaves me to thank our guest, Pete, for coming on again. Thank you for having me, gentlemen. It's always a pleasure. (laughs) And thank you, the listener, for joining us. And uh, I hope you join us for the next episode of Movie Heaven, Movie Hell, where I think we might talk something else apart from Star Trek. Just to mix oh, we got up. we got loads of stuff coming up, haven't we? We yes, got we loads of things coming up. It's just yes. it's just scheduling it all in is the uh, is the crazy bit now. Yes, but, uh, yes, yes. But, so uh, stay tuned. Stay tuned. And, uh, <laughs> it's not just a Star Trek podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it may as well be at the moment. <laughs> 
Um, you know, you've uh, got a great episode out about those slasher films. I learned a lot. Oh, there yeah. you go. Uh, see, yeah, you, 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 you're you're our in-show reviewer. I really I'm love, love this. Reviewer, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so join us for the next episode of Movie Heaven, Movie Hell. You and I in a little toy shop by a bag of balloons with the money we've got. Set them free at the break of dawn. One by one they were gone Back at base, box in the software Flash the message, something's out there Floating in the summer sky Ninety-nine red balloons go by Let it go.